is Radio Sega, and you are now listening to the Sega Lounge. Join the conversation in the IRC chat and on Twitter by mentioning at Radio Sega or using the hashtag the Sega Lounge. Here are your hosts. Hello everyone and welcome to the Sega Lounge. I'm KC, live from Portugal and uh, from the US we have Tony. Tony. Yeah, Dari just got his Sonic Amiibo. Yay! Uh, what other Amiibos do you have? Apart from Sonic. TSSC stuff. There's a TSSC Amiibo. No, there's no other Amiibos. I just have Sonic. I don't really care for the other Amiibos. Yeah, I got Mega Man as well. I pre-ordered them both. So, they got here at the same time. Yeah, I, I'm not, I don't care for any of the others. Maybe Pac-Man. This guy here. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is the first episode of Season 2 of the Sega Lounge. We're back uh, doing more crazy stuff and interviews and uh, whatnot. And tonight we have a very special show um, for everyone. We're dedicating this episode to Sonic 3 Remastered. Uh, and we're doing that by having... Both the Taxman and Stealth on the first uh, segment, the first interview of the show, and afterwards we have Big Smile from the Sonic 3 Remastered uh, Petition Crew, is the the head of this uh, campaign, the website designer and uh, hardworking man and stuff. Yeah, he's he's Big Smile. Um, and we'll be talking to uh, the three of them about uh, this campaign about uh, with X-Men and Stealth about uh, the previous games they've released their thoughts on the recent uh, Sega restructuring and much more and much more and we have a Sega Lounge challenge with a big smile actually uh, and he's not, not wanting to spoil this but he's actually quite knowledgeable about Sonic 3 wouldn't you this guy funny? here, this guy here, okay, we're all like, hey, we're going to hype up the show and, you know, we're not going to spoil anything. And then he just kind of reveals the results of the Sega Lounge <laughs> Challenge. I didn't, I didn't say anything. I just... Yes, you he's did. He's You kind of teased that he knows a lot. Now people will know, okay, he probably won. So... But did he win, uh, did he win uh, with uh, six... Correct answer seven, eight. Who knows? Who knows? You, you'll need to. Well, the way you made it sound, he probably did. You know. <laughs> he probably did what though? He probably won, considering you made but it what, sound when, like he knows when, a lot. What, so what, what did he win? Also, that, that, there's the question. So. He he won us. Yeah, yeah. So we're now his. No, I'm not. Donnie yeah. is. Donnie's everyone's. Why, why, why you do? Uh, Donnie belongs to us all. Us all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's that's the the show we have for you tonight. On on the the first interview, we're also joined by Andy, our good friend Andy, uh, who will be a, a constant, a regular uh, present presence at uh, future Sega Lounge episodes as well. So when we can have them, have him, 
and this song Zuri, but when we can have him on the show, uh, we'll have him. This sounds dirty. Uh, anyway, let's let's move on. So that's the show we have for you. We're airing this oh on on a Wednesday evening uh, because we we have a very special uh, Sega Ages episode tomorrow night um, at 8 p.m. GMT, I believe. Uh, to celebrate the 5th anniversary of Radio Sega Live shows, so there's a special Sega Ages episode. Uh, but next week when we get back, or when we come back with another episode, we'll be uh, doing this on Thursday at 8pm GMT as usual. Uh, I hope you enjoy yourselves. You can uh, go to our website, or our IRC chat room, I mean, uh, radiose.ga forward slash IRC, if you want to chat with everyone else listening into the show, or you can also uh, mention at Radio Sega on Twitter and uh, use the hashtag the Sega Lounge to comment on what's been happening on the show. Uh, we'll leave you... Uh, before we start the interview, um, the interviews we recorded uh, earlier, obviously, we'll leave you with uh, one of the tracks that uh, Christian Whitehead, uh, the, the taxman, picked for tonight's show. So he picked a few uh, good ones. Uh, I think we'll start with a Super Hang On track, because uh, we all love Super Hang On. Uh, it's a, a remix uh, of Hot Rider Crisis by Mitch Murder. Uh, this is the Sega Lounge. When we get back, we'll have the interview with the Texman and Self. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Pervert. <laughs> Thank you. 
This is the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. Come on in and have a seat. So uh, this is the Sega Lounge Season 2 Episode Number 1 And our first guests for the season are, uh, well, two p people from the, the Sega community uh, at first But now major celebrities and web, uh, not web devs, game devs, of course So would you guys like to introduce yourselves to the, the listeners, the Radio Sega listeners? Yeah, sure. So I'm uh, Christian Whitehead, or otherwise known as the Tax Man. Ooh, be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm uh, I'm Simon Tomley, also uh, known as Stealth. Right. Welcome, guys. Welcome to the Sega Lounge. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, the pleasure to be here. Okay, so um, we've got a, a few questions for you guys. I'm not sure if you'd like to go first, Andy. Uh, you you can go first. I can go first. Can okay. Yeah. You're a, a true you are, gentleman. You are the main. You are the main host. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll try. My voice is a bit iffy, but okay. So uh, first of all, uh, I, I'd like to ask you a bit about your history with with the Sega community. Uh, how you guys started with uh, doing. Uh, dev work so uh, Christian I think everyone knows is the, the guy behind the retro engine uh, that powers the most recent remasters of Sonic games of Sonic CD Sonic 1 Sonic 2 uh, how did that com came to be how uh, did you get involved with uh, game development and stuff would you like to talk a bit about that yeah sure so I suppose uh, it goes a fair way back actually um because uh, originally, I think maybe 
the very late 90s, like, you know, in the dawn of Y2K, basically, um, you know, there was the early kind of, like, um, there was the Sonic Stuff Research Group and um, the Simon Way prototype of Simon Way Sonic 2 Beta Forum mm-hmm. or something, and... So, essentially, I first ran into the community when, um, you know, a friend and I were, like, um, looking up, like, Sonic on the internet because, like, we were fans from the Mega Drive era. And so, we we ended up stumbling upon, like, the Sonic 2 beta page, which had, like, um, you know, the the early versions of Sonic 2 and um, Hidden Palace Zone and all this stuff, which kind of blew our minds at the time. And um, then I ended up also kind of discovering all, you know, the, the Sonic fan games. And, um, you know, it had already been uh, fiddling around, you know, with, um, I think, Click and Play and the Games Factory, which were like, you know, these really old um, game-making tools. And so, I ended, yeah, I ended up kind of being drawn into making my own 2D Sonic games, you know, very primitive at the time. Um, but, you know, over the years, sort of like this past, part-time hobby kind of, um, you know, I, had taught me how to develop games and in particular, like I've always been working on my own engine, which was intended for my fan game, which was called Retrosonic. But, um, yeah, it, it got to the point where, you know, the engine was basically, uh, developed enough that it could actually make professional um, quality 2D games and yeah we, uh, with the you know move into the Sega's move into the mobile area with um, you know, Sonic uh, I believe Sonic 1 was released as an emulated version that pretty much um, you know when I discovered that that was done by one guy in Texas like a contractor I was basically like well yep I reckon I can give this a go myself and yeah, one thing led to another and it, it ended up sort of becoming the case that, like, you know, from being in the community, we managed to get all the way into um, professional development with Sega. Cool. Cool, yeah. What about you, Simon? Okay, uh, well, I started uh, I started actually trying to program a very long time ago. I think I was like seven years old or something. Uh, coming up on... Um, on doing doing actual Sonic stuff, though that uh, that got started somewhere around '95. Uh, uh, I had I had actually gotten in on the beginning of the SSRG and stuff like that since uh, I I began at um, it was a it was a Sega chat on AOL back when they still had um, fights between the Sega people and the Nintendo people. And uh, from there, I met some other people and ended up uh, uh, looking on the internet for uh, more Sonic stuff to the point where I saw um, I saw Andy Wolin's original page. I forget what it was called. I can't remember if it was just Emulation Zone. I think there was a Sonic page on there separately. Anyway, uh, I, I got to talking with him, and uh, we came up with uh, the SSRG and decided to start building that and uh, attracting people to get to get it to be a larger kind of community thing. And uh, 
at the same time I was uh, I was still working on an engine that I had created somewhere between 95 and 97 with some of my earlier friends where uh, we, we wanted to uh, create a Sonic fan game at the time and we had originally started with click and play but it really didn't go anywhere because click and play was kind of crappy for it and uh, so I picked up some books I had and started uh, learning C to try and build us an engine for it. Uh, that game didn't really go anywhere, and um, eventually I just made some smaller demos on my own leading up until uh, Ronnie Kidna uh, had uh, found me and said that he was interested in my engine and wanted to know if I could uh, redo his game Sonic in the Seven Rings. And uh, we started to, we started to work on that, and it eventually became uh, the game that I have called Project Metrics. Cool. And uh, as that one uh, as that one developed, I uh, came to a point where there were a ton of bugs in it, which eventually I still fixed in the original engine, but. Uh, it was it was getting a little more limited for my taste since everything I did was hard coded. So I decided to uh, create a different engine from the from the ground up using uh, some of the some of the scriptable parts of the original one. Uh, that that became EO2, which uh, which I've recently renamed to Head Cannon Game Engine to go along with uh, my business. Yeah, the guy with the cannon stuck in his head. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at the website <laughs> earlier <laughs> and I like yeah. your explanation for the name <laughs> I actually have it right here also it's an excuse for the logo to be a guy with a cannon embedded in his head how awesome is that <laughs> yeah. and I'm quoting here so. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds uh, really awesome <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Indeed. so uh, how did you two guys meet uh, that well was we the next anyways Oh, 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 all right. Um, we were always like, um, oh, you know, aware of each other's work, and it's funny actually. Like, I reckon, um, to an extent, Simon was actually a big reason why I actually moved from like the games factory and you know those kind of um, visual tools to actually learning how to program myself because, like, I saw his early fan games. And, you know, I was always impressed by the fact that, like, at the time they had parallax scrolling, which, you know, none of the other um, programs could actually do. And so I think once I put out, like, a C++ version of, like, Retro Sonic, we ended up, like, starting talking to each other because we, you know, we were just kind of interested in what techniques we were doing and... Um, so yeah, we always kind of just like had been in touch through, um, you know, the forums and email and stuff. And yeah, I, it just kind of seemed like natural, you know, we had very like complementary abilities. So it just seemed like natural that, you know, at some point, you know, if the opportunity came up, we would work together on a project. Mm -hmm. So uh, you mentioned um, you actually mentioned something I didn't know that the, the Sonic One port, the original one uh, for uh, mobile, uh, was done by one guy. <laughs> didn't know that. Uh, yeah, well, it was. Um, I remember looking it up. Um, uh, I forget what his name is. Actually, it's been it's such a long time ago. But um, basically, yeah, because all the original. Um, 
mobile titles like you know Streets of Rage, um, Fantasy Star, etc., and Sonic before you know the new versions came out were all basically done with um, a genesis, uh, like an emulator called iGenesis. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, I think like the principal emulation was um, set up by this one person. And I mean, they've probably got additional people to maintain the project since. But um, yeah, I remember looking at his page. Um, I think I might actually remember. Actually, uh, I think it might be called Smashing Studios, if it's still around. I'm just doing a Google search as we speak. <laughs> That's actually news for me. Never knew that. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, it is a thing. Steve Bromley is the person who developed iGenesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, that name rings a bell somehow. Not sure why, but yeah. Maybe I've heard of him. See, I'm looking at his games page. Um, he has... Yeah, it says iPhone Sega Genesis emulator for various classic Sega titles, including Sonic the Hedgehog, although not anymore, but <laughs> Golden Axe, Streets of Rage. Um, then oh, there's a whole list of Wii games, Tribes, Aerial Assault, South Park, Chef's Love Shack, <laughs> Tour of course Rage they do. Wars. Oh, I remember Chef's Oh, Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel. Oh, that's cool. Really? It's like, um, so yeah, the original um, one. Steve Bromley's like obviously quite a um, an old hand at game development. Exactly. I didn't know that's quite cool. Yeah, I remember, I remember South Park Chef's Love Shack so many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I actually remember Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel on the Mega Drive. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. It's like, um, cool little game. Uh, Like a platform. I'm getting it mixed up with another one, Aero, Aero the Acrobat. The Acrobat, yeah, yeah, I remember that too. The Zero was, ac- of course, a squirrel, as the name implies, but yeah. It's, it, it, they're kind of similar games, I think. Yeah, I played it a bit. They might have been published by the same company, like Sunsoft or something. Oh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's funny as well when you say about um, the. The Sega Genesis Mega Drive games getting imported with an emulator to the iOS, which um, it was funny. Um, before you, Christian, you you did um, remastered Sonic 2. I remember actually looking through Sonic games on my iPhone one day, and I saw Sonic 2, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. I might have to get that one day. And I left it for some time, and then when I went to go get it, it you know, the the original concept of the game was, I think just disappeared because all of a sudden it then popped up with the your version of Sonic 2 so I'm guessing if that's probably the same if that was um, the first uh, version of Sonic 2 and the iOS was from that same guy yeah yeah I'm pretty sure it would have been um, and I remember because like the icon used to be like they used to have modern Sonic against like the you know the Sonic 2 background Yeah. And yeah. one of the first things I decided when we, were, when we had the job of doing Sonic 1 and 2 is like, right, we're going to put the proper icons <laughs> um, to, you know, make it look like um, the original game covers. So that always kind of, like, 
miss me a bit. <laughs> I, I think that's what made me want to get the game even more because when I first saw it, I'm thinking, well, that's totally wrong. That's from artwork, Sonic artwork from Sonic Advance 2 on a Sonic exactly, 2 background. Exactly. That can't be right. And then when I saw your version of the artwork, I thought, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, definitely got my money now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, uh, you, you, Christian, you developed the, the retro engine. Um, I actually uh, already I, I heard, listened to an interview you did, maybe last year or something, with with someone in the community. Can't remember who, but uh, but uh, I remember you. Sagonets, I think. Uh, probably because I I actually yeah, I listened to the their set. Thing I did. Yeah, I listen to their nerdcast uh, regularly, so that, that's probably it. Uh, I remember you, you saying uh, you actually uh, pitched the idea of Sonic CD using the retro engine to Sega, so not, it wasn't the other way around. How did that come to be, and how did you? Why did you decide to, to do it? Well, it's funny actually talking. You know, when we were talking about the emulation before, basically. Um, You know, and in, like not to slight, um, you know, the the work that was done before, because a lot of the reason why it didn't perform that well was because, you know, the mobile devices at that time were actually a lot more limited in terms of like CPU processing power. Um, so basically, I, I'd seen the emulation of Sonic One and Sonic Two. Well, actually, Sonic 2 wasn't even out at that point, but um, the Sonic 1 version, and, you know, I'd actually already been fiddling around with getting the retro engine to work on the phone, because I was actually planning to, you know, look into doing original phone games at the time, and having just, like, having seen that, I basically thought, well, you know, I've got the technology to run Sonic games, or, you know, a, a very good... Um, recreation of Sonic running on the phone you know at 60 frames a second there's no slowdown um, you know the touch input's a lot more responsive and so I don't know in the kind of like fit of like random optimism I've just kind of decided well I'm just going to make Sonic CD because you know it's not something they can easily emulate and you know I'll just pitch it to them and you know they'll pick it up and it'll be you know like a couple of months work and <laughs> you know, kind of, I had no idea how like Sega actually worked at the time so you know in reality it took like a whole lot longer to actually um, get the project known and to you know kind of establish a relationship with Sega in the first place um, because I ended up getting in contact with them well the, the American branch um, via, you know, they had a blog that was set up where they were asking people for input as to what games they should put on iOS following, you know, the initial emulated versions and I think they also had Super Monkey Ball at the time. Yeah, probably. So, I, I had, I'd previously made a pitch video and I'd shown that to the branch um, at Sega Europe and You know, because I, you know, I didn't know at the time that they weren't really in charge of mobile, so it didn't really get seen by the right people. And so, you know, having with, with this blog that was put up, like I basically just saw it as an opportunity where 
I could, um, you know, just directly speak to them and show them what my work was capable of achieving. And, you know, it's, admittedly, that's not really the way um, things with, like, uh, you know, publishers work. But, you know, at the same time, like, Sega's always kind of been willing to, you know, look outside the box a bit. You know, they've always kind of, um, you know, if you look, I mean, you know, it hasn't always worked, but, you know, um, they've always been willing to try new things. And, yeah. You know, I was just really lucky at the time that, um, you know, one of the guys that was working at um, Sega of America at the time was actually really impressed and he, um, you know, was really keen on bringing me on board. Um, although, unfortunately, he actually left within a few months of that pitch. <laughs> so it took, you know, there was a few setbacks to kind of get in touch with the right people and get it moving through the process. So... You know, that's why because this was CD this was so before the initial pitch to actually coming out. Yeah, for people to to understand, this was before there was a, there was even a, a Sega Networks uh, company behind the, the mobile yeah yeah games. because um, Sega Networks um, like when I first started working um, doing the mo- like Sonic CD, um, the mobile division was actually kind of a lot more tied in with um, console at the time, so. Like, the process for developing mobile games is actually really similar to developing other, um, you know, digital titles for, like, Xbox Live and mm-hmm. PSN. But, um, you know, within a, by, within a couple of years, by probably Sonic 1 and Sonic 2 stage, like, Sega Networks was a separate branch, and so mobile became, became its own dedicated thing. And, like, to this, to this day, it's actually kind of gone even further where now, um, you know, there's a real kind of focus on, like, free-to-play kind of mobile structure. And um, so, you know, all the new games that are developed by Sega now are kind of really tailored towards um, the mobile market as opposed to, you know, when they first started, it was, like, mobile was kind of like an experimental thing. So it was just, like, um, you know, a branch of the digital development. Yeah. So how um, so after after Sega approved of the the project, um, you didn't work with Simon on Sonic CD, right? No, well we sort of like what happened there was like um, uh, you know I did the pitch and in making the pitch um, there was a couple of things um, that I'd spoken to Simon about and. He, you know, helped with there was a, like um, with the special stage and the first boss in the game. Simon had actually done some reverse engineering um, because obviously in making the pitch, you know, there was no access to any kind of source code or anything like that. So there was a couple of things that I didn't quite know how to translate using my methods of um, developing the game and. Um, so, you know, Simon had agreed to help me out there, you know, very kindly. And, um, you know, so if you look in the actual credits, like, he's not, um, you know, he wasn't involved in the initial development, but, you know, he got, he got a special thanks. And obviously, you know, once I was established, established myself in development, then, you know, I was able to bring him on proper for Sonic 1 and Sonic 2, which um, I think definitely shows in terms of like how accurate those ports are compared to Sonic CD. 
<laughs> yeah. So, um, Simon, <laughs> thoughts on on working on Sonic One and Sonic Two? Uh, I believe you you both were big fans of the original, right? Yeah. So, how did you guys feel uh, about getting this chance to remake, remaster these these uh, modern classics? Well, I thought it was great. I had um, I had been hoping to try and get some work with Sonic for a very long time, which is uh, part of the motivation behind some of the other stuff I did with the um, some of the ports I did, like porting Sonic One to the Game Boy Advance, uh, some some old uh, ROM modifications and stuff like that. Uh, I had uh, I had uh, first seen Sonic in '91 uh, on display, and uh, I just was taken with it by then or at that point and uh yeah it was uh it, it was it was pretty nice to be brought onto a project like that awesome yeah so andy uh i believe you have a few questions yes i, I do you have some questions Dave. so i know you guys at the beginning you said you talked about making like fan games fan projects especially sonic fan projects So how was it like, you know, starting out making those said fan projects back in the day? Well, it's, it's funny, like, um, it's just in terms, like, speaking in terms of indie development in general, like, it's just amazing, like, the level of tools and stuff that people have access to now than uh, um, what we had access to, like, 10, 15 years ago. Because, um... You know, at the time, really, your two choices were either learn how to program or use, like, click and play or the Games Factory. Like, that was it. There was no, there's no kind of um, quality game engines that were available for people to use. Like, so now, you know, obviously, you know, you've got Unity, Unreal Engine, um, Construct, Multimedia Fusion, um, stencil I think like there's just you know there's just a, there's like a huge huge choice so you know it's it's such a great time now for you know people who want to learn how to make games um, but you know at the same time I'm actually um, I'm really glad that I went through that kind of like period of like early internet 56k you know all that kind of like really limited technology because um You know, I've just been able to learn so much about programming just by getting motivated to develop my tools to make games. Awesome. No, I mean, it's, it's quite, it's, I bet it must have been like, you say you've only got like, back in the day, you had two types of ways in order to make indie games. And now, here we are, 2015, you've got all these other like ways in order to do it. It's just crazy how, you know, how so in the past, to now how it's expanded and increased in numbers and how many ways and to do it. I think you, you see it too with the Sonic community like now there's like um, you know there's just like so many more um, kind of like polished fan games um, like when we started like um, you know and I say this affectionately you know most of the games are kind of like crap but like they were fun at the time because like 
you know, there was there was kind of no um, no quality barrier to entry like for entry as far as like joining the community. Like everyone was just like impressed that anyone could make anything at all. <laughs> so um, I think yeah, we kind of ended up standing out in the community because we were kind of like the only two fan games that had working loop-de-loops and stuff at the time but like now like no one bats an eyelid at that kind of stuff because you know there's solid like um frameworks and templates for people to make their sonic games now so um yeah it's it's been um interesting kind of seeing how that's all turned out yeah nah, that's that's awesome. I mean, it's the same with um, also, like you say, with all these new fast Sonic fan games getting made. And it's like, they say, with, like, like you said that you had like, your games had working loop-de-loops. <laughs> so I'm guessing people were just like, sh- like really shocked in awe when they saw that. Like, oh my God, like, in a way, I bet. Yeah, well, that, that was a, like a big thing at the time because like no one... Um, there was no kind of concept of like 360 degree movement in like game physics it was just like you know the built-in um so, uh, just like sonic 4 though gameplay for like click and play was basically just like you know platform movement which is like this very very poor primitive kind of method of moving the player around and you'd get stuck on walls and <laughs> it just felt really bad <laughs> So, like, going from that to actually kind of having smooth mechanics that you're used to seeing in Sonic is just kind of, like, mind-blowing. <laughs> uh, I bet. Oh, that's awesome. What about you, What about you, Simon? Uh, how did it feel back in the day uh, to making uh, Sonic fan games and other fan games in general? Um, well, like I said, I started in uh, around somewhere between 95 and 97, and uh, like Paxman said, there there wasn't really a whole lot of resources at the time. Uh, up until that point, I had been trying to develop with uh, with BASIC, and that, that really wasn't uh, going anywhere, especially since uh, we didn't have some of the more modern-style uh, BASICs. This was like uh, QBASIC on, on DOS, and uh, when I finally got my hands on a C compiler, I just... Um, tried my best to actually do something with that and uh, having gone through that stuff it, it really makes you appreciate uh, how this stuff works just uh, building it from the ground up like that and uh, as, uh, as far as he was saying about the, the loops and stuff uh, that that was a, that was another thing when um, when I finally added those to uh, my engine they they just weren't that great to begin with but Everybody was impressed with that. They were talking about how how accurate the game was, even though it really wasn't. Yeah, it's 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 actually um, funny because like occasionally I read on forums like people saying like, "What would it be like if um, you know I went and made a, like a true sequel for Sega?" and like people go, "Oh, you know, if you look at Retro Sonic," and I'm like, "Don't look at Retro Sonic. It's like, you know, it's." It's practically 10 years old now. (laughs) And so it's just like, you know, we made those games when we were still learning how to, like, put engines together. So it's really not kind of representative of, like, how we'd make a game now. I'm I'm quite curious, uh, Christian, to see, is Retro Sonic Sonic still available to download or have you just got rid of it for good? Because I'm I'm quite quite tempted to play it. (laughs) 
It's still floating around, I think, um, on like the Sonic Retro um, wiki. And I don't know if the website's still around. That might be worth um, having a bit of a Google search, actually. Nothing dies on the internet. There's actually a Dreamcast build as well, actually, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Uh, okay. Oh, wow. It's like, um, I think you have to use Nero to burn it, actually. <laughs> or Disc Juggler, one of, one of those two. You play on your Dreamcast. That, that was actually, like, um, a real pain to actually develop because, you know, there was no... Um, uh, you know, obviously we developed it with, like, uh, you know, not the official development kit, so the only way you could actually... Um, test it was to burn CDs and I basically went through an entire spindle just getting it to work. Oh dear. Oh, see, I'm, I'm quite tempted now. If it's if it's still available, I might download it and play it. Give it a go. <laughs> I want to play it on my Dreamcast. I, I think I want to as well. Just to see what it's like <laughs> to play it on the console. <laughs> So, uh, another question I want to ask you guys. Um, now, if, if Sonic 3 um, Remastered goes, uh, you know, goes far, go, you know, goes well and Sega approves it, um, how would you like to see Sonic 3 platform-wise? Would you want it as, again, like for Sonic 1 and 2, iOS and Android only? Or would you want to do see it like for Sonic CD and go multi-platform? There were, oh, uh, I think, there were... um, like, uh, I mean, first off, like, you know, gotta be, gotta be honest, like, you know, I, I know, like, you know, Sonic 3, uh, you know, it's, a, <laughs> it's something, you know, we put together a prototype and, you know, I, without going into specifics, like, you know, it's something that we did, you know, demonstrate, so... Uh, you know, to Sega, so um, it's not something we're definitely planning on doing at the moment, like I, I would, like for the listeners listening at the moment like, you know, just gotta be honest man, like, the video is on my page for portfolio purposes only, but, you know, hypothetically speaking, you know if in the future we, like, had the opportunity to do it um, you know, I would I think, like, personally you know, in a perfect world, I would love to have all, um, all four or five, is it four or five, um, remastered games like Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic CD, Sonic 3, Sonic and Knuckles, like, you know, kind of like an updated Sonic Jam for the next generation. Um, you know, I'd love to see something like that happen on, like, PC consoles and mobile, but, you know, the, you know, the reality of it, like, is, like, Sega's a, you know, a, in the future now, it's a, you know, it's a different company now than when I first started working with them. Like, you know, it's, they're very focused on, you know, what's going on these days with mobile. So, you know, whether or not that kind of, you know, there's a space for that to happen in the future, I, I have no idea, but, you know, I'm very open to it happening, you know, if... If the opportunity is there and like I have the capacity to work on that, you know, I'll be more than happy to do it. But um, yeah, hypothetically speaking, I'd love to see like Sonic Jam 
with extra slices of bread <laughs> on consoles. <laughs> yeah, so I'm so, sorry. So, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like you say, a, a next-gen Sonic Jam version would add for next-gen. If Sega would say yes to that, I think that would be a really good idea in a way. I think. Would we have like a little adventure field as well, just like in the original Sonic Jam for the Saturn? That that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, I'd love to see, like, you know, Sonic Team, um, you know, because they've got such awesome artists and musicians and stuff, like, you know, you can just imagine, like, all the cool stuff that could be contributed to a project like that. Um, you know, with because you know the old version had like all the movies and um, uh, like the galleries and um, the history timeline. Like, there's so much more that's happened to Sonic since then that you could kind of put into a new one. Mm. And especially like with the level of graphics fidelity that like the Hedgehog engine has, of like um, Sonic Generations and that. Like, even just making like redoing the. Um, the Sonic World part of Sonic Jam, like with kind of like a more modern engine, like it, yeah, it would be pure eye candy. <laughs> and just then having the original games in widescreen to kind of go with that would be yeah, it would be quite a combo, I think. I would love that. <laughs> same here, same here. So I, I was gonna, I was gonna say, uh, you guys aren't behind the, the. By the way, we just want to clarify this. You guys aren't behind the, the Sonic 3 remastered petition that's going on uh, online. Uh, we, we've seen Simon uh, actively speaking uh, on behalf of that petition. Um, what do you guys, do you, both of you guys, want to share your thoughts on? On this petition, of course, from a, a business point of view, you'd like this to happen, right? But uh, uh, yeah, well, I mean, like, look, it's um, you know, with all things like this, like you know, there is a you know, and I learned this very quickly from doing Sonic CD that you know there is a, a specific process for you know how games get pitched to companies and you know whether they you know there's a, a whole soiree of factors that determine whether or not something can happen or not. But, you know, from, you know, at the same time, like, you know, the community has every right to express their opinion on whether, you know, they want something to happen. And, you know, I think it's amazing that, like, they, you know, kind of feel so strongly about Sonic 3 that they want to have a, you know, a petition campaign where they write in letters and, you know, just, you know, they just really want to see Sonic 3, um, you know, happen. So, you know... And, and even if, like, we weren't the ones remastering, it's just, like, the fact that, like, Sonic 3 has largely been forgotten by, um... Like, even, like, Sonic Generations, like, there was no real Sonic 3 level. It's like, you know, mm. Sky Sentry was, like, Sonic 3 and Sonic and & Knuckles. It's almost like they're like, oh, you know, can't really... There's, there's barely, barely any mention of Sonic 3, the, 3 these days. Um... So I think, yeah, the petition's kind of just reflective of people wanting to see Sonic 3 again, because it's always seems to be the one that's, like, neglected. Yeah. What about you, Simon? Oh, well, um, I was going to say that um, 
when when I started talking about the campaign, I uh, kind of stepped back into a, into more of a fan position and to um, talk to the people who are who are uh, working with the campaign and uh, try and give them some pointers and show support and stuff. I, I know this stuff's real touchy, so I've I've been careful to try and say that I'm I'm doing this. I'm doing this myself as fan. I'm not bringing anybody else into this with me. They can do whatever they want regarding this or anything. And um, I think that, yeah, it's basically just like I said, there's just a whole lot of people who want to see Sonic 3 uh, not being ignored anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny when you mentioned, uh, Christian, with Sonic Generations, saying I, I did find it quite a bit odd that Sky Sanctuary got picked as the third stage which like you say is Sonic 3 and Knuckles it, but I honestly thought there would be like say okay having a one level for a Sonic 3 and Knuckles level on one of the versions of Generations and then maybe have say a Sonic 3 uh, level on the other version like say the 3DS version but instead they yeah I, I mean Mushroom I for one I, for one, am shocked that I, Ice Cap didn't get a look in. Like, exactly. I mean, come on, that's, like, got to be the most remixed piece of music ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know, the fact that they didn't use that level, it's like, come on, man. It's like, it's like a fan favourite. Yeah, and they could have uh, done something with uh, the snowboarding bit of the level, like they did with, uh, with uh, City Escape. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd just say quickly if uh, if they can do like the, the snowboard, the, the skateboarding, uh, and city escape, or the the snowboarding on the on the road in the modern version, uh, really well. Roadboarding. Roadboarding, perhaps. Roadboarding. You were. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it so they sort of uh, they sort of alluded to that in Sonic Adventure. With the yeah. um, the ice cap. Yeah, 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 no exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I was. I, I actually uh, not not sure if you have any other questions related to the, the campaign, Andy. Um, I mean, I've got another. I mean, it's a it's a it's a cheesy one. I I do apologise for this and. Uh, I don't know if people are going to listen to this. They're probably going to go, no, 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 probably no. But um, would you guys like to see um, again if the game, the remaster version, does get the okay? Uh, would you like to see the legendary Carnival Night Barrel return on the remastered version, just for nostalgic effect? Oh, we we actually had a conversation about this. Um, <laughs> we, were, we were like trying to work out um, what to do because it's like. There would be a percentage of people that would be like, you know, annoyed that we took it out. And then at the same time, it's like such a stupid thing, like that was in the game. Like, even, like even Yuji Naga has apologised for the barrel being in the game at one of the, um, one of the like fan events. Someone asked about the barrel, and I remember like, I remember you, um, either Sven or um, Adam from Sonic Stadium like was talking to me at E3 one year or something and he was telling me that like yeah like Yuji Naka like um basically when it was translated it came up like as I'm sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um I think um 
one idea we had was to kind of like leave it in and then like have the game like run an internal timer to like work out like how long the player was like stuck trying to get past the barrel and if you can't get past it after a certain point like a level event would happen to actually get you through it like you know the barrel would just explode or something ridiculous but I mean that you know we're just kind of joking about it so um. I never had that problem with the barrel actually uh, I, I, I only found out about it when I uh, started looking up Sonic forums on the internet and stuff because I'm not sure <laughs> not sure I, mean, I, I, I for one would say put it back in there just for nostalgic effect because I know uh, most people would when they play the original on a Mega Drive or Genesis the, yeah, yeah you, you, you would get I mean I got annoyed by it I'm sure and everyone got annoyed by it but I think if you had it on the remastered version people would just be like hey you know it's it's nice you know just to give you back that that old school feeling in a way Yeah. Uh, now a question uh, uh, we, we finally have Donnie with us so uh, I think I think yeah hello Danny. Donnie <laughs> oh, hi hi uh, fashionably late as usual yeah yeah uh, but I, I think he deserves the question uh, about a subject that is really dear to his heart uh, would you guys like to remaster uh, Sonic Spinball as well, because you mentioned all the, the Genesis games, but the Mega Drive games, but what about Sonic Spinball? <laughs> oh, well... Because Do um, Donnie is, is also known yeah, you know, actually, as, um, as DJ Spinball, because he's, he really loves Sonic Spinball. I'll, I'll just put this out, put this out there that, like, um, you know, because there's been several projects, like, in between, like, um... You know, we like when like in being in contact with Sega, like um, there's always you know we always kind of throw out in you know in the past we've thrown out ideas for um, different things, and you know they haven't really gone anywhere um, just because like other things have come up and you know, but you know as a result there's like you know there's several projects that you know we've tossed out there that you, that never actually you know caught on. And, you know, one of them was, of course, like I mentioned on the forums that, like, you know, we entertain the idea of, like, doing, like, Sonic 4 Episode 3 with, like, Sega Studios Australia. And, um, you know, unfortunately, they don't exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, and it, that was just a very brief phone call. But, like, another thing, like, I remember distinctly at one point, like, um, talking to my then producer at the time uh, with like Sonic CD we were just like throwing around and we're like hey what do you what do you think about Sonic Spinball and we're like oh you know if I was gonna if I was gonna do it like I'd like to do a brand new one that, that was kind of like more like you know classic Sonic as opposed to like um You know, the other one was sort of like very like 90s cartoons, Sonic-esque. And so we were kind of like, you know, what if we made it less like lava volcano and more like zany, like, you know, it's kind of almost like a spirit, spiritual sequel to Sonic um, Spinball. <laughs> well, which, um, you know, I think would be, there's a lot of things you could do with Sonic Spinball. Um, because like the name is just so catchy for one. Um, <laughs> it's something that you could, um, you know, uh, you could definitely kind of come up with. Uh, it's all 
for one, like, um, you could definitely come up with a much cooler pinball game than the Sonic CD boss, which, um, I, like, having read comments from reviews and stuff, like, even with the remastered version, like, people hate that boss because it's just, like, so chaotic. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, like, down to chance whether or not you actually <laughs> beat the boss in a fast time or not. Exactly. Like, sometimes you can beat it in 20 seconds, other times it takes, like, five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm one of them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling very well and I beat him once for like I think 20 like say 20 seconds and I thought oh I could do it again I'm like you know play play the game again and it took me like say 6-7 minutes I thought wait this is quite stressful now <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah the difficulty ramps up this pinball very fast yeah that too that too so um, I actually have one more question not sure if Andy has any other uh, I, I have asked all my questions. Okay, so uh, I, I'm not going to ask anything about the, the petition. We actually uh, have another interview coming up after this one with uh, the Sonic 3 Remastered, uh, the guys behind the, the petition for Sonic 3 Remastered. Um, so after I ask my last question, would you guys like to say something to the guys behind this petition, any messages, support messages or something? Um, uh, I would just say, you know, um, you know, while as a developer I may not, you know, be able to provide direct support or anything, you know, because, you know, I'm working on a different game at the moment anyway, um, I totally respect what they're doing and I'm very appreciative of their support of our work previously. Like, I think it's, you know, the community, it's always, like, such a standout thing, um, like, when, um, like, and I think, like, Sega's been aware of this, like, in the past when, um, you know, they've internally reviewed, like, the previous, um, Sonic 1 and 2 updates there, you know, they're always kind of wowed by, like, the, you know, the reviews and the positive comments that come through. Um, so, yeah, like, the support's really appreciated and I think it's really cool. So, you know, good on them. Yeah, I, I, I do know of a, uh, uh, a race that's coming up as well. I don't know if we're actually going to be able to talk about that considering it's still a couple weeks away, but... Probably. The, the, the Sonic 3 Knuckles race. Oh, okay. Oh. Nice. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a tentative date for it right now, but I don't think everybody's really settled on it yet. Maybe yeah, when we when we interview the guys, they'll talk about that. I don't know if they're aware of it, but like, yeah, I, I don't know if they're actually aware of it. I know Stealth is because he's in the discussions about it, but. Um, other than that, yeah, it's, I figured I'd mention it, mention it briefly, considering the subject matter, so. <laughs> that should be interesting to say. Yeah. More news on that soon. Yeah, it should be, I think, it, like I said, it was supposed to be planned for two weeks from now, and it seemed like everyone agreed on it, so I mean, I don't know. Hey, if it, if it, if it does happen on that day, I have no problem with it, so. <laughs> Okay, so I have one final question. Um, uh, so I'd like to know uh, in like 60 seconds or something. Your thoughts on the recently announced restructuring at Sega? 
they're focusing more on uh, mobile games and PC games. Um, I'd like to know your thoughts, like uh, as a, from a, p a developer point of view, from a, a fan point of view. So maybe Simon can go first this time. Okay. Uh, mine, I'm not really sure they, not really sure they split very much. Uh, like uh, Christian said earlier, I'd, I'd also like to see the, uh, the the remasters that we did on um, all sorts of platforms. I'm kind of disappointed they did only get released on mobile. Uh, mobile is kind of odd because um, a lot of stuff on there is like free to play, and I think that a lot of people expect stuff like that, so it kind of affects the kinds of games that you can actually make. And uh, they they have said that they're not going to stop making any more uh, any more uh, console Sonic games, which which I think is is good for uh, for actual Sonic style games because. Uh, What they've, what they've been doing on the mobile so far, it's just, you know, in, Infinite Runners, uh, a Jumper clone, and uh, stuff like that. Even the new, uh, the new Sonic Runners they came out with is that, it's, I've, I've been playing a bit myself, it's pretty good, but, uh, it's, it's, it's still just an Infinite Runner, basically a 2D Sonic Dash. It's Sonic the Sketchhawk, right? Yeah. With better graphics. <laughs> I haven't played it myself, but, uh, from looking at the, the footage, I'd say it's, Uh, Sonic the, the Sketchhog. Finally, I can play an updated version of Sonic the Sketchhog. <laughs> so what if that? I didn't have an iPhone at the time. Sonic the Sketchhog HD, now with Xbox achievements. Yeah. Coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> I'd play it. Yeah, I'd definitely, I'd definitely like to, uh, to see and uh, create more games that are actually uh, for uh, the target consoles or the, or the PC because, uh, yeah, like I said, there's There's, there's a certain niche within which uh, mobile stuff is, and it kind of affects the stuff that you're able to to actually uh, do on the mobile platform. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, if you could, if you guys could work on on something like that. So, Sonic Jam HD, make it happen, <laughs> Sega. <laughs> yeah, where my money? Actually, I, I, I could just give you, I could just give you money straight away. <laughs> I'm sure they'd like that. Future investment. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Christian, what about you? Your thoughts on the, the, the recent restructuring of Xega? Yeah, well, I guess, like, this, for me, there's two ways of looking at it. So, um, from, like, a developer perspective, like, you know, this is actually, like, a logical move for them just because, like, they've already been, like... The restructuring isn't, isn't actually that different to how they've been operating. So, like, Sega Networks is very much just, like, they're designed for mobile. They're pursuing games that fit that mobile market. And particularly in J Japan and, like, Asian markets, they're doing really well. Um, like, if you look at Chain Chronicle, um, you know, that's, that's quite a hit in that market. So... Um, So, it's, yeah, from that perspective, it really doesn't surprise me that they're focusing, um, at least like Sega Networks is focusing on mobile. And, um, you know, but one thing to remember is like, you know, Sonic Team, you know, is a staple of Sega. So, you know, 
as far as I know, like, they're still going to keep on keeping on um, doing Sonic because Sonic's special, man. Like, um, you know, it will take a... I think it will take a lot for for Sega to, like, you know, ever consider not doing Sonic. So I think for those kind of concerned about, like, you know, not having, like, proper Sonic Team games come out um, on consoles, like, Sega may not directly be involved with, like, um, manufacturing discs and stuff. They, you know, they logically might partner up with other companies like Nintendo or um, whatever to kind of make that happen on consoles. But, you know, there will always be, like, an interest in making... Um, Sonic games for that market you know at least I believe so but you know and then like looking at it from a fan like um, you know even um, like you know 90s Sega you know it was a very special period and like you know that that's obviously like Sega's a very different company now so um, you know some people could be like oh you know Sega's dead or something but you know they're, they're still very much alive, just in a very different form to like what you know us kind of like traditional Sega fans who grew up in Mega Drive and Dreamcast are kind of used to. But um, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what happens with Sega in the next kind of five years. Yeah, yeah. Personally, I, I think this was the right move to to make. Uh, not that I'm happy with it, <laughs> especially if they they just start uh, making Sonic games uh, only for four consoles because uh, I'm not a very big PC gamer so if they don't release any other uh, games for consoles I'm, I'm pretty much screwed but uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah but it, it's it's the logical move to make I think because yeah. in a business they need money it's wise yeah yeah, yeah. PC and, and mobile are, are actually their I think their, their main sources of income uh, when it comes to games, so yeah, it makes sense. But yeah, well, I, I don't see them like going away, stepping away from, from console games. At the moment. Yeah, um, sorry. Like, uh, you know, uh, Creative, Assembly, Relic, um, oh, yeah. I forget the others. Um, Sports Interactive. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, they've, they've acquired Atlas as well, so, you know, they've got a really, like, quite a good stable of developers for, um, PC and mm-hmm. console. Yeah, I think but, yeah, their I main, main franchises right now as, like, are, know, the, are how, the PC games. Um, how stuff gets like put onto um, console. Like, you know, they may go through like another third party to get stuff manufactured or something like that. I mean, you know, I don't work at Sega, so I'm just making this stuff up. But I think logically, like, when they say they're moving out of box products, it's not that they're like not doing them anymore it's just that they're going to go about it a different way that's like more effective business wise yeah, yeah. as long as it is, it's, it's, it's a, it isn't a, a new Sonic Boom game or something uh, I'm okay with that <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> so so yeah I think I think that that's uh, about it for our interview with Christian and, and Simon um, would you guys like to uh, take the, the last few minutes of, of the, the interview to promote any of your uh, most recent projects or something, or talk about the the places where people can find you online and stuff? Well, I'll, I will just say that at the moment, like um, I'm working on a brand new game. Um, 
it's going to be it's a 3D game you know if you like kind of Dreamcast-y stuff this is like Dreamcast Plus in terms of level of graphics um but yeah it's still very early days but like I'd say you know if you want to know more about it like follow me on Twitter wink wink nudge nudge um <laughs> and you know like sometime this year I will be making an announcement so you know stay tuned because I'm very excited about it <laughs> so Twitter at Christian underscore Whitehead is it? it's uh, CF Whitehead oh okay I think oh fail so yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, what about you Simon? okay uh, you can find the uh, most anything I've done at my site www.headcanon.com uh, you can keep up with me at hbself on for uh, my personal twitter and there's head underscore canon for, uh, for my business twitter Uh, right now, my major projects are uh, my my headcanon game engine, and some people might know this as EO2 since the name's only recently changed. Uh, I've been uh, I've been doing some more updates with that. Nothing that I've actually released yet, but there's there's some uh, pretty nice things coming in terms of uh, how the editors and stuff work now because I've I've been overhauling that to make it a lot better to work with. And uh, aside from that, I have uh, announced at uh, my blog recently that I was starting a project I was calling Project 8C, in, where, in which I was uh, trying to get a group together to uh, learn how to use HCGE so that uh, I, would have, uh, I would have a stronger user base and uh, maybe we could uh, create a game based on that. And at the moment, I do have my team and we are working on a game. It seems uh, very nice right now. It's a... It's a uh, 2D platformer with uh, with uh, graphical and music style similar to the Genesis. Uh, we haven't settled on a name yet, and uh, there. I'd go with Donnie. Donnie is a good name. <laughs> Donnie is a good name wow. for anything. So. There you go. <laughs> Donnie's everywhere on the internet, so we just need to get him on a game, and then that's it. <laughs> Donnie the game. Donnie the game. Yeah. <laughs> That, that's bestseller. Donnie yeah. the game original game creation. Do not steal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so we'll keep an eye out for for both of your projects. Um, so once again, guys, thank you so much for uh, Donnie's everywhere. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on the Sega Lounge. Um, We wish you all the best for your future endeavors. And, uh, yeah, I hope you can return to the Sega Lounge soon. Because we, we actually didn't do something we, we usually do to, our, to all our guests called the Sega Lounge Challenge. But uh, this week we'll leave that for the petition, guys. So you're off the hook. But maybe next time you'll go lucky through the Sega time, Lounge Challenge. So lucky the next time. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> So we'll get you next time, Casey. Next time. <laughs> so next time, it. Ooh, next time. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me why you came here squatting round a game 
get like Sega never died We met inside a war zone You said let's fuck the ozone But boy that post too wide You goose that brown recording Singing sad pop it is hardening No tree can break my stoic stride I'm as giddy as a baby in a centrifuge It's hard And we can School and we used straight out in the trenches. Now the problem with the French is how they won't admit the fools. And you never tell me anything. You never tell me anything. I can't remember dates and times. And I'm sorry for the years I was a shipwreck. Boy, it's hard. I wanna tell you that it means so much. I wanna tell you.
Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. everyone, welcome back. This is the Sega Lounge. This is actually the first episode of Season 2 of the Sega Lounge. And being a, a special episode, we have not one, but two interviews to share with you guys on, on the show. So, um, now that we're back, uh, let's say hello to uh, the, the third guest of tonight's show. Let's say hello to Big Smile. Hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Radio Sega and to the Sega Lounge. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Awesome to have you on, on the show. So, um, maybe some of the people that are listening to us don't know who you are. So, um, would you like to introduce yourself to everyone listening to the Sega Lounge? Yeah, sure. I'm Mardu, but I'm better known online as Big Smile. And I've been the one who sort of put together the website for the Sonic 3 remastered campaign and set up the petition and the signatures and that. 
And I'm not that famous in the Sonic community, but I did used to be quite active in the old Sonic Classic forums and also on the GHZ.com. So some people might remember me from there. Cool stuff. Yeah, none of us is as famous as Donnie, though. So. I'm, I'm, like, I'm not famous. He's like the major superstar. He's he's kind of a rock star in the Sonic community, I think. Uh, I'm not famous. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> yeah. Why do you do this, Casey? Uh, we love you, Danny. Uh, anyway, yes. uh, so let's let's talk a bit about the the Sonic Three Remastered campaign. So, um, how did the the idea to put this together come about? on the Sonic Retro Forums we were just like lots of different people were saying that someone should do something and I had like a free weekend one weekend so I thought I'll just use that to put together a website and it sort of started rolling from there yeah so we we just had uh, the Texman and Stealth on the show and we actually uh, were talking about both the the games that are already uh, released uh, by Sega and uh, actually the prototype they created for Sonic 3 um, was the, the video that they posted uh, a few months ago the, the kind of the inspiration you guys did to create this campaign were you thinking about it uh, prior to that yeah I think well to be honest I think lots of people were hoping or expecting Sonic 3 to be remastered after the other two and then when I think when people saw the prototype, that sort of inspired people to take action, do something about it. Because I think until they actually saw the prototype, I think most people just expected that it was going to happen in, in due course. I don't think many people realized that it was something that Sagrid passed on. Yeah. So I think, yeah, the, the prototype video really did sort of spare everyone into taking action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Um, what do you think... Uh, 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 or in your personal uh, point of view, uh, what would Sega gain from releasing Sonic 3 Remastered? Well, as I understand it, the first two remastered titles have done really well. I mean, they've they've had like excellent reviews in nearly every single pu- publication, which is something that Sonic games really get these days. <laughs> and as I understand it, they've also been quite good in terms of sales, because if you look at the Google Play charts, they're usually in like the top 100 games, so I'd, based on that, I'd imagine the Sonic 3 Remastered would also sell really well, and I think it would also help to stare people away from the negative image of Sonic, it would make people re- remember his glory days more. Yeah, good times, good times. <laughs> Happy fun times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Just for knuckles, considering he was the one that just smiled and giggled through the whole game, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Fun times and knuckles. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, the, the campaign actually uh, is an interesting one because, apart from the obvious, I think, online petition, there's a, a letter writing campaign as well. So, um, what's the reasoning behind that, that campaign? Well, the, one of the ideas was that with an online petition, it's not something that, like, say, executives at Sega might see on a frequent basis. Whereas with a, when you send a letter, that's sort of actually going in their environment, so it's more visible. So that was the idea behind that. Mm-hmm. that that's not to say that, obviously, the online petition will be ignored, because obviously the more signatures it gets and the more attention it gets, the more sort of attention it will create. 
but the idea was uh, behind the letters was to sort of give it sort of a physical aspect yeah yeah. I I actually uh, think that the way that Japanese companies still work nowadays makes it uh, easier for the the letter to to get to the right people you know to the people that make the decisions I think it's, it's a good idea um Yeah, uh, you actually have a, a, a really thorough, frequently asked questions section on, on the website. Uh, one thing that I, I'm sure people will ask, uh, even though it's it's here, let's let's uh, talk about this. Uh, what if people want to, to play Sonic 3 Remastered on consoles <laughs> instead of just uh, the mobile platforms? Yeah, it's a bit of a shame that the first two games were released on mobile only. I think Stealth has said in previous interviews that it was to do with the Nintendo exclusive agreement they had, so that's one of the theories why it hasn't come out on consoles yet. But we hope that if Sega take notice of this petition, then they'll release it on all the different platforms as well, so hopefully it won't just be confined to mobile. But I think a lot of people don't realize that with the mobile version, Stealth and Taxman did actually put in the option to use various physical controllers. So you can use your Wiimote or your PS3 controller, so you're not just stuck to the touch controls. And the games also run on emulators for PC and Mac, so it's not like you have to have a mobile. You can play these games without a mobile phone, and you can use physical controllers as well. So, if people want uh, Son uh, Sonic 3 remasters somewhere else beside the, the mobile platforms, just sign the petition. Maybe, maybe they'll, they'll see your interest as well. Um, maybe, maybe, who knows? Um, the, the no way, no way. <laughs> although, in, although in this case it would be yes way, but you know. I know, if only we could just press A, B, C and start and make it happen, but I think it requires a little bit more work. But. Campaigns fear, go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Collect, collect, all, collect all blue petitions. <sighs> collect all blue monies. Uh, so they can release the game. Yeah. Uh, speaking of money, um, you actually have uh, you asked people to include a check uh, with with the, the, the letter. Uh, why is that? Yeah, that was just to symbolize how passionate people are to buy the game. I doubt Sega will actually cash those checks. I think it's just to create an impact. And also, if you look at it from a corporation's perspective, having a letter arrive with a check is quite an unusual thing. So it's just to make the letter stand out more and take notice of it. Especially because the check's addressed to... I'm not sure how you pronounce his name, but I think it's called... Haruki Satomi just sort of gives it more of that direct connection to a physical person rather than just being a faceless entity yeah I can see uh, a few days from now uh, Haruki Satomi uh, quitting from Sega Networks and well I'm off to live in a private island or something with all the money that people sent me uh, but maybe yeah <laughs> Well, interestingly, going back to the mobile thing, he's actually, from April the 1st, he's actually going to be in charge of all the Sega divisions, because Sega Networks merged yeah. with the other ones. So he'll be in charge of the consoles, PC, and mobile side, so he's definitely the guy to keep an eye on. Mm -hmm. And actually, uh, I'd like to know your, your thoughts on, on this whole 
restructuring that SEG is doing, uh, focusing more on mobile, on PC games. What, what are your thoughts on that? From a fan point of view, uh, are, do you think it's well, the right well, move or not? Well, although there's only certain divisions that are focusing more on PC and mobile, I think the core franchises like Sonic are still going to be on consoles. But personally, to me, I'm not. I, I can see why people get upset about them picking one platform over another. But I think with Sonic's been on so many different platforms over the years, and it's just sort of become the norm really to, to see him on other platforms so it, I'm not too upset if he appears on PC or, or mobile but I think they've said that he is going to be on consoles as well so yeah, it's yeah. not too much of an issue yeah but, but the, the, the whole focusing on, on PC and mobile do you think it, it's a good move for Sega as a whole not just Sonic but the, all the it other Sega it depends really on how they use the platforms I mean in one sense mobile can be quite freeing because the cost of developing those games isn't as expensive as developing a console game but on the other hand a lot of the PC mobile titles we've seen have been, have been those free to play games which aren't particularly interesting for players so I guess it really depends how they use the platform if they're going to use it to create something that's truly compelling that players want and not just create free caching which just annoy people yeah <laughs> Yeah, but I think I think uh, it's it's a good move because they they've been having some good sales on both PC and mobile games. So uh, I think they're, they're they're focusing on what gives them more money. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. At least to continue doing good games and maybe working on some good console games, they they need to take money from the other platforms, perhaps. Sure. Let's see. We'll see what happens. Though. But back to the back to the campaign. So, how can people get involved with uh, the Sonic 3 Remastered campaign? The easiest way is to go to the website Sonic3Remastered.com and just click on the big "Click to Sign Petition" button and just sign the petition there. And because the more signatures we get, the more attention the campaign will get. Uh, the other option is to send us the letter, which is on the website, and that will also help. And then also spreading the word, so letting people who'd be interested in the campaign know about it. But when spreading the word, obviously only show it to people who are going to be interested in it. Don't spam lots of places, because the last thing we'd want is for the campaign to become an annoyance to people. So only like show it to people who would find it interesting. Yeah, it's, 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 You just go to your local news station and be like, hey, Sonic 3, we want it. Well, like, it's, actually uh, been, it's actually been surprising. I've been contacting a few news stations, and a lot of them have actually been quite interested in covering the story. It's, it's quite amazing how much reverence people have for Sonic. So we've had, like, huh. different... Yeah, we've had, like, some places like The Guardian, The Daily Star, and places you wouldn't really expect to see this campaign, and they've been quite happy to cover it. So... In a way, contacting like your local newspaper or news station or whatever probably is a good idea as long as you don't harass them. But <laughs> I think sending off this like a, a message probably is a good idea. Yeah, I was looking at the, the press coverage uh, section of the website. Uh, there's the, the International Business Times as well. And, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have expected else? to appear there, but yeah, they, they were quite interested in covering the story. Lots of uh, general gaming websites as well. 
Um, yeah, and I must give a shout out to Sonic Retro member 360, who's been hard at work helping to get lots of these places to cover the campaign. So a special thanks to him. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so people just uh, want to go if if they want to support this petition, just go to Sonic3Remaster.com and then follow the instructions. Um, because yeah, uh, we, I think we all agree that uh, a remastered version of Sonic 3, uh, be it on mobile game, mobile platforms or consoles or PC or wherever, would be really nice. Um, from your own, your personal uh, perspective, what are the uh, I don't know the the, the biggest uh, selling points of the the remastered versions of Sonic One, Two, CD? Uh, what were your favorite bits of these new remastered versions? I think it's just all the care and love Taxman and Stealth have put into them. I mean, each time you play the game, you can really see the the sort of effort they've put into creating them. I mean, there's all the little secrets that often get overlooked, like in the debug mode, all the last elements they've sort of restored, and then like the secret shield modes, and then the two-player mode. It's just there's just so many things they've added to them, and, and it's like it's really a worthy effort. And so that, that's like another good reason to support this campaign to sort of give back to two developers who've really gone out of their way to do something wonderful for the Sonic community. Yeah, in two nice guys as well. So yeah, yeah, good point there. <laughs> so uh, to- talking a bit about your history with with Sen- Sega and Sonic, uh, Senna. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a new character, Sonic and Sega <laughs> merged to create Senna. Uh, perhaps not. Uh, <laughs> So Casey just unknowingly re- uh, shipped Sonic and Sonya, and I don't really think I approve of this. <laughs> We're getting into creepy territory here. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, it's it's yeah, well, actually what we do signal. here. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the Sega Lounge after all, so yeah. <laughs> uh, it has a whole new meaning to the underground, the Sonic Underground. <laughs> oh my, yeah. So. As I was saying, uh, <laughs> uh, talking a bit about your history, your own history with Sega and Sonic, uh, how, when did you first uh, heard of Sonic? Uh, what was your first game? Uh, what did you love about it? I think it was when I was 10, 10 years old, and back then I really wanted a games console really badly, and the system I wanted was an NES, because on TV they had the Super Mario show, and... So I desperately wanted one of those. So like every day I asked my parents to get me one. And then on Christmas Day, they got me a Mega Drive with Sonic. And I was kind of disappointed because before then I thought Sonic was kind of a bit stupid having a blue hedgehog. But then I played it and I just instantly fell in love with it. And I've sort of been a lifelong fan ever since then. And the first title I played was Sonic the Hedgehog, the original. So I've sort of been there from the beginning. And Awesome. Gone awesome. Along as, gone along as, he's gone along as well. Cool, cool. Yeah, uh, some of us have the the same experience. Not wanting uh, wanting a, a NES, but uh, yeah, I actually wanted yeah. a Mega Drive. But yeah, but I can see I can see the disappointment. I want a NES. Okay, here's a Mega Drive. Why? But I gotta say, it's the best thing my parents did. So yeah, that was a good mistake. <laughs> <laughs> some tough love. Um, yeah, so uh, we actually have a surprise for you. 
so you didn't know that but uh, we when we have special guests on the Sega Lounge which is every week by the way uh, we also have something called the Sega Lounge Challenge yeah yeah uh, we uh, we thought of doing the challenge with uh, uh, the Texman and stealth but instead why not uh, do it with you so, why not yeah why not <laughs> so big smile are you ready for the Sega Lounge challenge yes <laughs> no you're not uh, <laughs> but actually I'm not sure if this is a, is, is the hardest one we've ever done um, we'll, I don't have to eat any words or anything like that do uh, I? We, we need to we need to know if you really uh, know as much about Sonic 3 as you probably think you do uh, so you're you're heading this special campaign, uh, but do you really know Sonic 3 that much? We we need to know. So we have a Sonic 3 related quiz for you. Some of the questions are really easy, some not so much. We'll see. But before that, let's play something that you'll you'll you won't hear uh, won't hear actually um, until we air this on on Radio Sega. But it's called the Sega Launch Challenge Intro. It's actually pretty scary. Uh, so I when we send you the link to the podcast, I advise you to listen carefully to the Sega Launch Intro. Now you know our guests. They're amazing. They're stars. But are they ready for the Sega Lounge Challenge? It can be a quiz in reverse music. It can be anything we want. Welcome, welcome to your duel. I mean, welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. Yeah, so um, let's, let's get on with it, shall we? Uh, we have ten questions. In order to pass this test, you need to get at least six questions right. I think that's fair, right? Yeah. yeah. Are they multiple choice? They are multiple choice. Oh, of course. <laughs> they shouldn't be, but they are. Yeah. So, <laughs> let's start with the first one. I think it's a, a really easy one, especially since we were talking about it earlier. Uh, Johnny, would you like to start us with uh, the first question? Yep, let me go ahead and bring it up, hoping that I have the right answers, which I believe I do, because we didn't just, you know, Casey and I didn't just go through them in the, just before the show. But, uh, <laughs> uh, question number one, what are the special stages in Sonic the Hedgehog 3, also known as? The bonus A, stages? Oh, sorry. <laughs> the, the, the special stages. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. So, so the ones that are much more important. Uh... <laughs> No. Uh, A. Blue balls. Oh boy. B. Red balls. C. Blue sphere. C. Blue sphere. Final answer? Yeah. Though I, I nearly got that wrong by being too eager. But yeah, C. Blue sphere. <laughs> Yay, it's the correct one. Okay, so that was an easy one. Almost an, a hard one, but... It, yeah. It, it kind of didn't help that I made a joke based on Blue Sphere earlier, indeed, so I indeed. probably kind of helped you there. Indeed. Anyway, number two, question number two. Uh, according to the story of Sonic 3, what invention was Tails working on before he and Sonic headed to the floating island? Uh, option number... Uh, option A, actually. Uh, tablet. A tablet. Uh, option B. Jewel Radar. 
Option C. Miles's patented diet for fat foxes. <laughs> it was the dual radar, and we don't see it in the game, but later on in Sonic Riders, in one of the cutscenes, it's seen there, so we had to wait many years before we finally saw it. Uh, well, I can ask. I can ask if this is the, the, the final answer because the man knows his stuff. So yeah, it's correct. Yay! Yay! Uh, I I wished for the the diet for fat foxes, but yeah, and yeah, I, I could do with that as well. <laughs> Donnie, number three. Number three. How many save slots are available in Sonic Three? A five. B, 6, C, 7, or D, although the sensor doesn't exactly exist, 69. Uh, Pervert. <laughs> 6. Final answer? Yes. The man knows his stuff. Indeed. 6. That's correct. Uh, question number 4. You're doing great, by the way. So let's see question number four. In competition, players can choose between which three different game modes. So, option A. Grand Prix, Match Race, and Time Attack. B. Championship, Match Race, and Clock Race. Or C. Grand Prix versus Race and Time Attack. Uh, this one's tricky. I think it was A, I think. Do you want me to repeat the options? No. No? No, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's that one. So, Grand Prix, Match Race, and Time Attack? Grand Prix, Match Race, and Time Attack. Actually, I think it was the one with the competition. So, C. Yeah. Just change. C? Grand Prix yeah. versus Race, Time Attack? Uh, or B, Championship, Match Race, Clock Race? No, it's definitely not B, but I can't make my mind up between A and C. I think I'll go for... I think I'll go for A, what, what I said originally. Though I'm, I bet, I'm betting it's probably C, but I'll go for A. Ah, almost, almost gotcha. It's A, actually. Right, well done. Yeah. Grand Prix, Match Race and Time Attack. No versus race, no, no. Ah, almost, almost. The man's a machine. So, Donnie, number five. Number five is why do you keep with the special stages questions? Casey? Because I love the special stages so much so that you made like how many questions about them? <laughs> uh, I I think it's only two. Yeah. Lies. Uh, <laughs> well, it's because there's so many in the game. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's like there's fourteen if you count the lock on with Sonic and Knuckles. So, uh, oh, but how? If you count the lock on with Sonic 1, then it just goes on and on forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> no way. No way. Away with you. Uh, number five. How do you access the special stage in Sonic 3? A. Jump into a giant gold ring. B. Jump into the ring of stars activated after you touch your star post. C. Collect 50 rings and complete an act. Or D. Do the hokey pokey. Uh, <laughs> well, it was A, but but I'd usually like cheat, do the level select, do it that way. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Uh, well done. So you're one uh, correct answer away from uh, 
completing your uh, Sega Launch Challenge. So let's see, question number six. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what powers do you get from the Thunder Barrier Shield as Tails? A. Blast processing. <laughs> yeah, that's from all of them. Uh, A. You attract rings and are protected against electrical attacks. B. You attract rings, are protected against electrical attacks and can do a double jump. Or C. You attract rings. A. The first one. So you attract rings and are protected against electrical attacks. Yeah. Are you sure? Uh, I wish you would ask that. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Is that your final answer? Yes. <laughs> who, who wants to be a Sonic here? <laughs> I need to phone a friend. <laughs> phone a hog. Uh. <laughs> Oh, that was that was terrible, Johnny. But yeah. Uh, anyway, so, so we so we have phone hall. We have asked genius. Uh, we. Oh my! Yeah, you're correct. So that is the correct answer. As tails, you only get uh, the ring attraction power and uh, the protection against electrical attacks. You don't get the double jump, of course. That's only with Sonic. So that was the. The twist here, yay! So you get six, uh, six not six, ah, perfect. Uh, six uh, correct answers, but we, we still have four questions, so why not go all the way? Uh, Donny, number seven. Can he go for a perfect score for the first time ever? You, you would give me this question of all things, but uh, <laughs> in competition. What message appears on screen if the player starts moving before the countdown ends? A. Stop. B. Douchebag. Apparently it's a South Park. Or C. Fault. Fault. Yeah. C. Final answer? Yes. You sure it's not, it's not B? Douchebag. No. I think, I think Sonic 3 predated the popularity of that term, so definitely C. <laughs> and it's correct. Yay! <laughs> C. Fault. Uh, question number eight. Knuckles the Echidna's favorite food is said to be fruit, mainly grapes. What does a real-life Echidna's diet mainly consist of? Goldability. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A. Insects. B. Plants. Or C. Fruit. I'm gonna say A. Insects. Are you sure? Not really. But what I, insects so, does an echidna like, eat? Refer to him as like a, an anteater. So. Okay. So you're correct. That is the correct answer? Option A. Johnny, number nine. Number nine. This is another easy one. What happens to Knuckles the last time you see him in Sonic 3? A. He throws a giant rocket Sonic. B. He destroys one Robotnik's badniks. I think that's supposed to be. He destroys one of Robotnik's badniks, but. Oh, yeah, uh, sorry. Yeah. Ing Ingrish, the DJ here, couldn't. <laughs> uh, C. He loses balance and falls in the water. C. He loses his balance and falls in the water. Final answer? Yes. <laughs> and he's correct. Only one answer short of a, a perfect score. So let's see. Big smile. If you can do this with the 
hardest of the hardest questions we ever did on the Sega Lounge Challenge. <laughs> Or not really. Number 10. What is the name, as we later find out in Sonic Generations, of the final boss in Sonic the Hedgehog 3? Option A. Big Arms. Option B. Tiny Legs. Option C. Freakishly Large Hands. It was option A, Big Arms, but we actually found out earlier in the Sonic 3 Strategy Guide. So, it wasn't until Sonic Generations. It was, it was much earlier. So, he, see, see, he, he doesn't... He, he, he knows doesn't, more than you do, and you he, made the quiz. You know, he doesn't uh, only just uh, get the, the correct answers. He teaches us about <laughs> Sonic 3, so that's how good this man is. To be honest, I had an unfair advantage. I, was, I used to be a contributor to the GHC.com and we'd spend a lot of our time finding out all these obscure facts and, that and translating them from Japanese into English. So, so I had an unfair, an unfair start. Uh, nonetheless, nonetheless <laughs> it, it's awesome. So it's the, the, our first ever perfect score on the Sega Lounge. Uh, and I think we should celebrate by doing absolutely nothing. Uh, so, <laughs> congratulations. No, no, I, I deserve a prize. You should. Uh, Donnie should send over his Sonic Amiibo to me. <laughs> But I, I just got it. <laughs> yeah, see, so you wouldn't have opened it. So yeah, right. so it's mint condition. Yeah. I, you, do you know how difficult it is to find a damn Amiibo anywhere around here? I know, so it's the perfect prize. You're, you're selling it. You're selling the concept. I actually agree. Oh. Yeah. yeah. No, you don't no, get, no, get yeah. your hands off it. So, like, uh, you have an amoeba, why don't you sell it? Uh, my, my, my one's open, so yeah. Oh, great, you can, you can both send it then. then I, can, I can keep Donnie's one to appreciate him. Sell it I think we're, we're suddenly I, having connection issues. the one I play with, so it's the perfect gift for... I think the call's dropping, so... I'm, I'm having some trouble with the, the, the connection, so uh, I think we'll have to call it a day. And <laughs> so, yeah, don't hang up, because we'll, we'll be, you'll be talking with one of our producers, um, and uh, he'll, he'll be getting your address, and we'll be sending you uh, your prize shortly. Uh, don't hang up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah, so everyone should um, go and... Uh, and support the Th Sonic 3 Remastered petition. Um, big Smile, uh, any uh, last thoughts you'd like to share with uh, the Sega Lounge audience? Yeah, it's just really been amazing how the Sonic communities come together and helped with this, because it's, it's not just been me, there's been lots of other people who've helped and contributed. And so it, it was really great seeing everyone come together and sort of really push it. So a special thanks to everyone who helped contribute. And like, there's more people joining in, like I think Josh, the game, I think it's the game critique, has made an excellent new video for it. And I think there's some more sort of YouTube events that are happening as well so it's really yeah. great to see everybody pitch in and contribute yeah I do believe there's supposed to be the Sonic 3 race is supposed to be this Sunday I do believe that everything's still set in stone uh, I wouldn't know because I'm actually going to be taking part in that myself so oh right yeah yeah so uh, we shall see how things go I mean I don't really think there's been any changes but if there is you know we'll, we'll know <laughs> It'll probably be mentioned in the Sonic Retro thread or something, so... Yeah, so it's, it's really great seeing the community come together. So something we can all be proud of. 
Yeah. All it takes is just the means of the game. <laughs> yeah. So I have two final questions for you, uh, Big Smile. Yes, um, the first one, we, we actually used to ask this to all our guests uh, during the first few episodes, but then we probably forgot about it. <laughs> Uh, so if God. yeah, if we could, if you could add uh, blast processing to anything in the world, what would it be and why? Uh, I think it would be me, you know, because I'm I'm I've always got so much I want to do and I never seem to get any of it done. So if maybe if I had blast processing, I'd finally get things done properly on time and that. So so you'd become huge smile, perhaps. Yeah, or speedy smile. Speedy smile. <laughs> uh, and the, 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 the final one is, what would benefit from lock-on technology, in your opinion? Uh, that's the good one. Um, I think peas, because you can have peas with any dish. So, <laughs> yeah, peas. <laughs> That is lock actually on, the best on technology answer ever. Yeah. <laughs> See, Sonic and Knuckles, they've got it wrong being into chili dogs and grapes. They should be into peas. <laughs> lock pea technology? Remind me of what's her face from uh, all that. <laughs> uh, what was it? Uh, what was her name? The tea, like the cafeteria lady and all that that would constantly sell, try to get make the kids have peas and stuff. I have I no her name. Oh, we didn't get that over here. Yeah, not not in Portugal either. So no, we, we got making me. We got the Amanda Bynes spin up, but not all that. Stop making me feel American. American. I feel, I feel I feel too American now. I have my Sonic Amiibo. I'm the only one that can watch Sonic Boom here. I'm the... Yeah, because what? no one else knows what the internet is, so they can't watch Sonic. If uh, no one else knows what the internet is, why are we? No one's going to listen to us. Oh, it's sad, it's sad. But yeah. <laughs> so, coming soon, Sonic the Hedgehog 3 and Peas. Uh, to a mobile platform, mobile device. Eagles. And Peas. Uh, Peas are awesome, actually. I actually like Peas very much. Uh, so, next week on the Sega Lounge, we interview Peas as well. Uh, so don't miss the next episode the next exciting episode of the Sega Lounge anyway big smile thank you so much for uh, joining us for this interview um, yeah pleasure to be here if people want to uh, follow you or contact you in any way how can they do that I'm really bad with the social media. I don't really do much Twitter and that. But um, if you want to contact me, you can contact me through the Sonic 3 Remastered website. So there's info at sonic3remastered.com, which is at the bottom of every page of the site. So you can just click on that and send me over an email. Yep. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. And you can also follow uh, at Sonic 3 Remaster on Twitter, I believe, and uh, Facebook.com. Slash yeah, Sonic Three Yeah, and there's yeah. a Google Plus channel as well, so you can follow the site through all the channels. Yeah, so you can uh, check it uh, on the bottom of every page, I believe, on the SonicThreeMaster.com yes. website. So yeah. it's been great having you on the show. Uh, I hope we can have you on the show soon uh, to talk about the newly re newly released uh, Sonic Three Remastered on mobile phones and 
uh, other devices and consoles and stuff and we can all look back and uh, discuss how uh, a great success what a success this campaign was Yeah, sure, definitely. And I'll also be able to tell you how much I enjoyed my two Sonic Amiibo figures. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh uh, connection dropping again. So uh, <laughs> I think this this will have to be it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll. This is actually also the end of <laughs> this week's episode of the Sega Lounge. The first Lies. episode. Yeah, it is. Uh, we we actually at this point haven't yet recorded the intro to the show, which is awesome. Uh, but <laughs> while we're doing this, why not say it, goodbye? It, it's lock on technology lies. Yeah, uh, the Sega Lounge and bees. Um, we'll <laughs> don't don't go anywhere. We're actually airing this first episode on a Wednesday because tomorrow, uh, the usual day, we do the Sega Lounge. There is a very special Sega Ages episode celebrating the five-year anniversary of Radio Sega Live shows. So, uh, at 8 p.m. Uh, GMT uh, tomorrow, uh, Thursday, uh, the Sega Ages special. Don't forget to tune in for that. And afterwards, there's the usual RSN live show with voice at midnight GMT as well. Uh, we'll be back next Thursday at 8pm GMT, the usual time for the Sega Lounge with someone else and some crazy stuff as well. So uh, we'll see you all then. We'll leave you with another one of uh, the Texman's uh, music picks for tonight. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. I've been KC. Uh, and I'm just lost, and I'm just lost in space time because I forgot that we're recording this on Monday, and I'm thinking, wait, what? Tomorrow, what? <laughs> yeah, and I'm just uh, time travels. So, uh, thank you again. No, Big smile. No, I am because I thought we were. In, I was lost in space time, so I was time travels. Damn it! Shut up, Donnie. We love you. <laughs> uh, and again, thank you, Big Smile, for joining us, and we'll see you all very soon. Bye bye.